And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. All right, welcome back in, guys. Another week. Back to the Futures here. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas over yeah. there in D.C. Super producer Zach on the ones and twos today. We're hanging out with you another week in the NFL. Week 15 is in the books. Woo. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Travis, I don't even know where to start with the craziness going on in the playoff picture, the matchups we potentially have, division races, conference races. It's going to be a quick hour show today for us. Uh, but week 15 gave us a lot, including the biggest upset of the day, the mm. Detroit Lions as 13-and-a-half-point mm. underdogs mm. beating outright the Arizona Cardinals, who suddenly rut row. Look at the Cardinals losing two games in a row. What is going on with the cards, Travis? I don't know what's going on with the cards, but I know what's going on with me. I called the Detroit cover, baby. How about I had Pittsburgh? <laughs> I had Indy, and I had Detroit. All three of my plays this weekend, all three of them hit, baby. Three and no. Let's give it up for your boy. Come on. Come on. Yeah, there's a that's lot. A, Listen, there's a lot a going pick. on. with There's a lot going on with the Cardinals, but I knew with Detroit, and we've seen it all season. No, they don't win a lot of games. No, they're not a good team. No, I don't believe in Dan Campbell as a coach. No, I don't believe in Jared Goff as a quarterback. Yes, they are a mess forever and ever, amen. But they fight hard, and they are a tough out every single week, no matter who they play. Arizona has not been playing well as of late. They are without the best wide receiver in the league. That's right, you heard me, Sprager, and DeAndre Hopkins. They are starting to fall apart here at the end of the season, just like they always do. Kyler Murray who is, let's call him slight of build, is starting to get some wear and tear. Those hits are starting to weigh in on him. And here you go. The Cardinals are falling apart at the seams. Detroit is a bloody nose every week. It just felt like a place to take a shot at the Lions, and they went outright, and I hit my bet. Life is good, my friend. Hey, congratulations to you, and I have the stones to pick that game. I was leaning cards all week, and then I just I backed away because admittedly for everything you said, Yep. Uh, the Lions know. The Lions know. The Lions know. Travis, they're nine and five against the number this year, my man. Wow. They they are a dangerous team when you give them some points. Plus five forty outright as a dog to win that game, and Dan Campbell gets his uh, second win of the season with that win, mm-hmm. and the Jacksonville loss because I highly doubt we're going to talk about Jacksonville and Houston today. I hope not. Uh, with that win and Jacksonville's loss, Jacksonville got propped up to the number one pick. And Detroit slid down in the draft order. So it's oh. one of those weird, they celebrated, they feel good, and they may have cost themselves maybe the best player in the draft. We don't know. We don't know where those teams are going to go directionally. But uh, the Cardinals, man, I think the Cardinals right now, it is fair to already put in the fear. The Rams just kicked them around not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave them a loss two weeks two weeks ago. And now you look at the Rams. I know they're dealing with a ton of COVID, as is the rest of the NBA, the NFL, every sport yep. seemingly going right now. And the Cardinals have got to be concerned about winning the division at this point, the way that they're playing. And, oh, by the way, have you seen this before? Kyler Murray banged up late That's in the right. season, not looking quite the way he did the first seven, eight, nine weeks of the season. You right. look at it now, and it's uh, probably some cause for concern down there in Arizona, especially with with the way the Rams are playing. Well, listen, I mean, Sprague, let's just be honest about it. The style in which the Cardinals play is also destroying them. Look, when you're a playoff team, especially when you get to the playoffs, okay, 
they were the one seed a few weeks back. They are absolutely pooping the bed with that now. I think the Rams will catch them. So let's just say the Cardinals have to go on the road, which is more than likely going to happen. When you go on the road in the playoffs, Frig, you've got to be able to run the football. Yes, I mean, you, you can't play this kind of arcade style of football that the Cardinals are accustomed to. Now, here's the frustrating part. Unlike the Bills in the AFC, I don't think the Bills are capable of really running the ball. Now, we saw them run it better today. But for the most part, Singletary, Moss, those guys just aren't the kind of backs that you give the ball 20, 25 times to and control time of possession and milk a clock to win a game, that type of thing. To me, James Conner is absolutely that. And we have seen flashes of Conner all season long when they actually, you know, give him the ball. He is capable of doing that. We've seen it all his career, even in Pittsburgh. He's also a threat coming out of the backfield catching the ball. To me, when I watch Arizona, that is the one thing that jumps out to me. Why don't they incorporate James Conner more into that offense in terms of running the football? That would help Kyler Murray. Defenses would not be able to just, you know, tee off on him, and he's taking all these hits. Plus, as I mentioned with Hopkins out, you don't have the same type of weaponry on the outside that you're accustomed to, but they won't do it. Mm -hmm. so you blame the coach. I know you're not a big Kingsbury fan, maybe, but to me, uh, Arizona, I think, is having an identity crisis. An identity crisis is a good way to put it. And and by the way, on the Buffalo note, because I was somebody that had the I had a Bills ticket at uh, minus ten and a half against the Panthers. Mm -hmm. um, look, they covered. I know it's easy to see the score and go, "Whoa, Sprague, there you go." I was sweating it out to the fact where I had to turn it off, and I was alerted via the Red Zone channel that they got a garbage touchdown on a fourth and two to even uh. cover against the Carolina Panthers. So we'll talk about the Bills because I want to play the fun game: Chiefs versus the field. Where would you lean right now based on what we've seen with the resurgence of the Chiefs? I wanted to note, though, on, on your Bills note, yep. they have okay running backs to me. What the problem is in Buffalo, it seems to me that they have an offensive line that's better at pass protection than mm -hmm. run blocking because I have no other explanation for why the Buffalo Bills can't run the football. And you mentioned Arizona. I mean, they've got Connor. They've got Edmonds. They've got dudes they could, they could work the clock and extend possessions with. And they fall into this, I think, uh, this flash trap, this idea that Kyler Murray is the savior and the end-all, be-all to what they are offensively. We know Kingsbury likes to spread it out. We saw him do that at Tech. But this is where I'm concerned about a Cliff Kingsbury. Can you make yeah. the in-game adjustments? Detroit knew what the game plan was going to be for Arizona today, and they brought it. And Arizona seemingly made no adjustments whatsoever. Christian Kirk had a good day for himself. Outside of that, it was not a lot that the Arizona Cardinals had going for them. And so they find themselves now losing two games in a row after starting 10-2. and two. And uh, the Rams, I know we're recording this on a Sunday, and it's going to play throughout the week. We'll see what the Rams can do in their postponed game that's going to mm -hmm. be played coming up uh, on Tuesday against Seattle, who, by the way, is also uh, dealing with COVID. I want to go around real quick in the NFC. Green Bay getting a huge road win uh, against Baltimore. They they closed at nine and a half point favorites. It opened at around five. All yep. week it hovered around five and a half to six and a half. If you got either of those numbers, any of those numbers you bet on Green Bay, you, you lost because yeah. Baltimore Ravens with Tyler Huntley were able to cover that number. They went for two at the end. You don't yep. like that play call, allow you to go off on it. But Green Bay with that win on the road in Baltimore, they clinched the North Division. 
mm-hmm. and you look at their record now, Travis, Green Bay, around, hanging around with a chance to have home field advantage and potentially a first-round bye with teams needing to come to Lambeau if they want to get to the Super Bowl this season. Yeah, I mean, listen, I didn't touch the game just because I've seen too many years, too many games in the big crab cake, in M&T Bank, in Baltimore, the Ravens. I don't care who the quarterback is, from Lamar Jackson to Joe Flacco to this Huntley kid. They are a tough team at home. So I, di- I didn't touch the game. Uh, it was an exciting game. It was fun to watch. It felt like a playoff game, had that kind of intensity. And look, I understand the call. I know you said I, I hate the call uh, to go for two to win the game. I understand it. It's Baltimore's brand. It's what they do. Uh, we saw them do it against the Steelers as well. After the game, Harbaugh said, well, we just didn't have enough players. I didn't feel comfortable going into overtime. Well, what's the excuse after this game? Because to me, you literally have the greatest kicker of all time who has Mm -hmm. ever walked the face of the earth. Go to overtime, take your chances with a coin flip, for God's sakes, and try and win the game in overtime like a grown-up. I mean, all these coaches in the NFL, I know I sound like an old man who yells at clouds, Sprague, but I'm getting sick and tired of being sick and tired of these coaches going for two well it's fourth and one well the analytics well just take take the field goal i mean go ask staley and the chargers uh if they wish they had some of those red zone visits back those goal line visits where they kept going for it against the chiefs so to me i look at this and i'm like listen um you know i again i don't agree with the call i do understand it with the ravens trying to get the win and it's probably easy for me to say in hindsight kick the extra point but at least I've been consistent with that. You look at the Ravens' schedule now. Those are two games, Sprague, that they lost with that decision. They are out of the playoff picture right now. You think they don't want to have those two games back? I'm sure as hell they do. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I'm one of those people that's like I'm super loose with it. Like I'll go for it on fourth down. I like the aggressive play call. I felt like today – with the situation they were dealt with Huntley and whatnot. Yep. That was a moment to tie the game. You came back from 14 down in the fourth quarter, with about seven minutes and some change, and you tie that game to go to OT. It's Rodgers. I get it. Maybe the MVP right. of the season. We'll get into that right. as well today. But I still would like to carry the momentum over. Maybe you win the coin toss and hell. Who, who knows what happens in OT? Nothing's a given by any stretch, but I'm sure people that had Baltimore plus the nine and a half Mm-hmm. Uh, or even people that Baltimore plus six and a half or plus the five and a half <clears throat> were loving the fact that they went for two because that was a win or loss situation um, in that regards. But I'm with you. Like in that spot, kick the extra point with Justin Tucker. Let's go to the AFC. We're going to run down a lot here. We got guess the lines. We're going to have a different version of guess the lines today. Uh, we're going to play futures with divisions and conferences. So Zach will hop on coming up a little bit later on. And then we'll get into the bowl season. We've got Christmas games coming up in the NFL and uh, future NFL awards to dive into. I want to go to the AFC. So Green Bay wins. They clinched the North. Yep. You mentioned the Bengals beating the Broncos today as two-and-a-half-point dogs in Denver, by the way, a game I had. I love the Bengals in this spot. Mm-hmm. With that win and a Baltimore loss, Baltimore, as you mentioned, not in the playoffs right now as we sit. And that's the craziest thing is the Bengals winning knocks Baltimore out. If Denver right. had won that game, it would have knocked the Chargers out. Right. Here, we exciting teams not postseason something i excited about but Cincinnati going on the road getting a win 
Kansas City beating uh, the Chargers on Thursday. Indianapolis thumping the New England Patriots on Saturday night. <laughs> The AFC, both conferences, there's not a difference between the two. They are both insane. Um, let's start with the Colts because the Colts are a team that have really come on since their one and four start, and yep. they manhandled the Patriots. How do you look at the Colts now in this AFC playoff picture? Outside of Kansas City, Brandon, I want to be very clear here. Outside of Kansas City, the Indianapolis Colts are the team I trust the most. Now, Really? Before you, Even before with you go wins. crazy, before you go crazy, because wow. I knew wow. where you were going to go. How well do I know? Wow. You? I knew the first thing out of your mouth was going to be Carson. Why don't you try? Listen, <laughs> here's the deal. Okay. Everyone knows this. Jonathan Taylor is the alpha and the omega with that team. Much like with the Titans, it's Derrick Henry. He is Thanos. Everyone else doesn't matter, including Tannehill. Now, I will say this. Unlike the Titans, I think Indy's defense is better. I like Reich as a coach. I like their home field advantage in that dome. And I, I, I got to tell you, I trust Carson Wentz more than I do Ryan Tannehill. Not because I, I just think Wentz can have an explosive game or two. I don't think consistently he can carry you through the playoffs. I don't think you're going to get a Joe Flacco run like when the Ravens won the Super Bowl and everyone said, whoa, we're this Flacco guy. That's not going to happen. But I do think for one or two games, if teams can bottle up Jonathan Taylor, I think that defense can keep it close enough, Sprague. And I do believe Carson Wentz can give you a performance to get you through, to keep you alive until the next week, to advance to the next round. Because of that, I love what I'm seeing from the Colts. And they play to their strengths. They don't ask Wentz to come in and be a world beater. They are basically asking him to be a game manager. And by doing that, we all know Carson Wentz is talented. He is better than a game manager, but putting him in that position is an advantage for the Colts. I like this team in the playoffs, and I think they could go on a run, Sprague. I really do. Well, if, if you look at their schedule, it's it's going to be – it eases up a little bit. That was a huge game for them to win. They are only a game back in that division now with that Titan yep. loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. By the way, should be noted, the Titans, I believe, hold the tiebreaker, but – if you look at the schedule, they still have they have a cup they have what three more weeks left in the season this week fifteen. They've got some time, maybe be able to catch the Tennessee Titans. What do we make real quick? Uh mm -hmm. the Chiefs winning at LA, a crazy wild game. Right now, tell me quickly, Chiefs versus the AFC field, where do you lay your money? I would lay it with the with the Chiefs. I mean, they've won seven in a row. How could you not? But again, as you start looking at this field. You have to pick some teams that, you know, you kind of have some confidence in. I mentioned the Colts. Maybe the Chargers is another one. Uh, but for me, I think you have to put your money with the Chiefs. Oh, man. I think with the way this season's gone, I don't blame you for that pick. I think I'd lay the money on the field. It's just insane. Woo! It's chaos. I mean, you know what? You're getting week to week. You really just don't at this point. The, the favorites are losing. Big favorites are losing. Big dogs are winning. It's, it's all over the map. All right. We've got a loaded show. There's a lot to discuss. Coming up, we're going to get to Guess the Lines with Zach Futures on divisions, the conferences. Play that game as well in segment three with NFL Awards. We've got Christmas to talk about. A loaded show here. Back to the Futures. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas. We're back on the BetQL Network.
When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some bets from Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Jenks, is Green Bay the team that needs the number one seed, the buy, and home field advantage the most in the NFC? You know what? I was thinking about this, and I think the answer is yes. Because Tampa Bay is virtually unstoppable at home, and I know Arizona is great on the road, mediocre at home. However, playing at Lambeau Field is a different type of advantage. When you're playing at Lambeau in those conditions in December and January, and I know the Bucks beat them last year, but you need opposing teams in your house when you're that good because of that significant advantage. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the Bucks didn't even win their division last year. Like, they had a, a tougher road last year and still won the Super Bowl. So I don't think it matters too much for the Bucks, even though they've been absolute wagons at home this year. But, yeah, when it comes to home field advantage, there's none better than Lambeau, especially in the winter. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. It's BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Like, it was looked at as like a nonsense record. Like 19 sacks. Like, like, like Strahan when Favre took a dive? Yeah, well, I mean, he laid down. He, I mean, he laid down. That was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he just sat down. Throw the ball away, Brett. So bad about it. What's well, stupid? Like it's, it's I, I'm with you now on the Richard Dent bit. Screw Robert Quinn. Don't let him get that. Can we talk about He's that Jan sack again. That's my favorite, new favorite thing. That you're still mad about that. How many years ago was that? Twenty. Fourteen-year-old <laughs> Joe G. I'm not going to school tomorrow. This is a joke. It's insane. He laid down. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by FanDuel, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. You forget popcorn, you forget the, you forget your best thing, you cheat on your husband. That's kind of like, the, that's, that, that's the, that's the natural progression. Well, I want popcorn. You guys I was lied know. to. I've already Befuddled. given out my stances on monogamy as a whole, anyway. So don't worry about. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> Future husband that I don't that does not exist because don't I don't believe in it. I will that. never cheat on you because this will never Cause, ever cause be a thing. Because the cheating thing implies that there's a contract that we made that doesn't allow me to do that. It's like saying I cheated on my diet, but I eat ice cream every night as that's what I do. Because I can. Because I can. Because I control. My body. But MGM tonight, Trista Crick can't cheat on you because she will never be with you officially. That's a play. Or the official will be just a different official. Bet MGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. Yes, indeed. Welcome back in. Back to the Futures here. Brandon Sprague, Travis Thomas, my main man over there on the East Coast, joining you as we do every week here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. Thank you for everybody tuning in and subscribing to the podcast. We appreciate all love we've had so far. Um, Crazy Week 15, as we discussed in the first segment. I just want to put this in kind of perspective here. The favorites went 6-5 and so Mm. far as we tape this heading into Sunday Night Football. And the overs, 6-5. and So the favorites win again, 
and the overs winning in week 15. Um, coming up, we'll talk a little bit about the Christmas Day matchups. We have a very festive with you coming up a week <laughs> from now. Santa visits. Will he be delivering uh, some coal or some presents for certain teams on Christmas Day? We'll talk about that. And uh, Travis has a guy that he believes is going to win the NFL MVP. And I yes. will tell you why Travis is an idiot. But before <laughs> we get to that, uh, let's play our favorite Guess the Lines with our super producer, Zach. Uh, we're going to play a different variation of this. Normally, we just play some of the games coming up next week. Um, due to COVID and the holiday and all the craziness going on right now, we're going to avoid lines per se, mm -hmm. and we're going to play the futures of divisions and conferences. So, Zach, why don't you hop on and let's dive into some Guess the Lines futures edition here on Back to the Futures. All right, guys, what's going on? We are going to start off with the AFC East, a future right. on who is going to win the AFC East. Right now, if you look at the standings, New England is in first place with a record of 9-5. and five. Then you have Buffalo in second, a game back at 8-6. and six. And then you even have Miami hanging around with a record of 7-7. Seven and seven. So when you look at the odds on this, New England right now, they're sitting at minus 170 as the favorite to win the AFC East. You have Buffalo as plus 125. Once again, they're only a game back. And then you have Miami at a big number at plus 100,000, only two games back what? to win the AFC East. Um, when you look at New England's schedule, they will close home against Buffalo next week. So that game's obviously going to determine a lot. And then they're home against Jacksonville at Miami to end the season. Yep. And Buffalo will end their season at New England, home against the Falcons, and home against the Jets. So, Travis, I'll throw it yeah. over to you to start. What future bet are you making for the AFC East? All right, I'm not going to lie. The greedy side of me is having a very difficult time not sprinkling a little something-something on the Dolphins at, at those odds, but I'm going to roll with Belichick here. I mean, listen, first of all, you go to Buffalo in a windstorm, it's nasty out, and you beat the Bills. So, to me, I think they're in their heads. I think Belichick has their heart, as he always does. I don't believe mentally the Bills can get over the hump of Belichick and the Patriots. I believe at home in Foxborough, they beat the Bills. Don't even get me started on the Jags. That's a win. And then, look, Tom Brady used to go to Miami and struggle, but Tom Brady ain't walking through that door. This is Mac Jones. He doesn't know any better. Who? Mac Jones. Give me the Patriots not only to win the division – they're going to win out, Sprague. I think the Patriots win their next three games. They're going to go into the playoffs with some momentum and scare the hell out of everyone. Um, I like that. I don't think you could have been more wrong, despite everything you just <laughs> said there. Now, look, next weekend is really the deciding factor here, right? I think we can agree on next week's game. Yes. Between Buffalo and New England, is, it's it. Uh, and I'm going to go Buffalo on this. I'll tell you again, Buffalo is leaving me nervous. I don't think Bill's fan feels great about their team right now. Mac Jones looked awful. And when he played Buffalo, he didn't even need to throw the ball. He threw three passes. They still won the game. Right. I don't expect 90-mile-an-hour wins to make this a straight-running game. I think this is going to fall more in line with what Buffalo And I'm going to yep. take Buffalo to get revenge. You play the schedule game after that. I agree with you. New England beats Jacksonville, and yep. I think Buffalo takes care of Atlanta. What happens is the third game on that. Because <laughs> if Buffalo beats New England, it boils down to that third game. Buffalo, right. I think, is going to beat the Jets. New Miami, even though Tom Brady struggled, and you say Mac Jones, who beat New England this year in New England? 
Miami. Right. I think Miami can get New England again. I don't think New England's a perfect team. I think we got way over our skis on their winning streak, and I think they were kind of exposed as as somewhat fraudulent um, in that Colts game. How do you come off a bye and look like that against Indianapolis, who you know if they run the football, they're going to win the game. You still allowed them to run the football. So I'm actually going to go Buffalo plus money here. I don't like the Miami bet at all. I don't trust what Miami is. It's a great win streak. Uh, I feel good for Tua, but even even, even though saying that, I, I'm still not all that impressed by him. They're beating Buffalo in the AFC East race. What's next, Zach? All right, we'll be moving on to the AFC South. Now, these are some interesting odds because the Titans right now, they're pretty appealing at minus 850. Uh, if you look at the standings right now, they are only a game up on Indianapolis. They're sitting at 9-5. and five. Indy is 8-6. and six. But if you remember, the key here is that earlier in the season, the Titans went 2-0. and oh. They won both of their matchups against the Colts. So Tennessee has the tiebreaker. If these two teams finish tied, Tennessee is going to go out on top. So in order for Indy to win the division, they have to finish with a better record. And Indianapolis will be in the Christmas game that we will be discussing later in the show. They will go at Arizona next week, and then they end the season with a home game against the Raiders and a road game against Jacksonville, while Tennessee, they're actually going to be on Thursday night football next week at home against the hot 49er team. They're going to be home against the Dolphins in week number 17, and they will end the season at Houston. So, Travis, uh, Brandon, excuse me, I'll throw it over to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you look at this Colt number, they're sitting here to win the AFC South at plus 490. Is that something you'd be interested in? I'm absolutely interested in. Even if I feel like Tennessee's probably going to be able to hold on to it because of that tiebreaker, I'm still going to take that kind of money. You're almost giving me five to one odds there. They can beat Arizona. I think we saw Detroit had a blueprint that shows (laughs) you what to do. Kyler being banged up. Kingsbury maybe getting over... Uh, what he wants to do a little bit if they if they yep. can't execute that early. I think you should beat Vegas and you should beat Jacksonville. Potential to go 3-0 and in that stretch, whereas Tennessee, I don't know if they're beating San Francisco. I, we'll see what happens and who's going to become the favorite when that line opens. But the Niners do a lot of things that can trouble Tennessee and what they are post-Derrick Henry. Miami yep. should be a win. Houston should be a win. It's It really could come down to what next weekend is. If Tennessee takes care of the Niners and Indianapolis loses to the Cardinals, this is Kind of a moot point, but with 490, plus 490, I'll take those odds with Indianapolis. They found a groove, and they can run the ball with Taylor. Yeah, I'm with Sprager on this. Listen, I'm going to be a little more definitive. Tennessee's going to lose two of those three games. They're going to lose to San Francisco, and they're going to lose to Miami. I believe the Colts are going to go into the playoffs on a five-game win streak. Remember, they're already on a two-game win streak as we speak. They will beat Arizona in the desert on Christmas because Arizona is falling apart at the seams. Then they welcome in the Raiders. Please, their season's been over. Then yeah. you uh, you end the season in Jacksonville. There's not even going to be anyone at that game, for God's sakes. It might be a home game for uh, the Colts there. So to me, you know, I, I think they are going to win out. They will win the division. And that is a team, as I said last segment, going into the playoffs, that no one wants to face, and for good reason, because they are going to ruin some teams' hopes and dreams. They may go on a run. I believe in this Colts team. I wish they hadn't got swept. I wish they had played the Titans later in this season here, as we've seen so many other divisional matchups in this league. But it is what it is. The Titans were a different team then. They had Thanos, a.k.a. Derrick Henry. 
So to me, I think the Colts went out and win this division, Zach. Okay, guys, let's go now to who do we think is going to win each conference, uh, conference futures, and I'll read out some odds to you. Right now, Kansas City, they're looking like the favorite to come out of the AFC at plus 250. Then you have New England and Buffalo. They're each tied at plus 550 to come out of the AFC. You have Indianapolis. They're sitting there around uh, with plus uh, 1050. And then you have Tennessee at plus 1300. The Chargers, this is an, a low number, I think, for them. They're sitting at plus 1800. Uh, Baltimore uh, is actually favored over them, plus 1600. So we have a lot of numbers here. When we look at the AFC, Travis, I'll throw it over to you. Who do we yeah. like uh, to come out of the AFC? I mean, listen, I'm going the favorite here. I, it's just too hard to bet against the Chiefs. When you look at this jumbled AFC, uh, you know, puzzle that we're trying to put together, I'll give you a dark horse. I don't know if you can look up these numbers or not, Zach, but I have a theory on this. So Sprague, I would love to know the number for the Browns to win the conference. And here's what I mean. I do have what, it. Okay. What is what is that number? So right now, Cleveland to win uh, the AFC is plus 1,900. There you go. So listen, here's my theory, wow. Sprager. Here's my theory. So we okay. see the Ravens. I, I mean, I'm not going to call them done because they're the Ravens, but let's just say it's going to be a struggle to get back on track for them, given all their issues. Mm-hmm. The Bengals have a quarterback playing with nine fingers, and it's clearly, clearly affecting him. And by the way, that's a team that hasn't figured out even how to win yet in this league. They're still trying to figure it out, in other words. Remember, people never talk about this. The Browns won a G-damn playoff game last year without their coach. He had COVID. And they still won the game against a bitter rival who had so much playoff experience in Big Ben and the Steelers. I am telling you, they are getting healthy at the right time. I believe the Browns are going to win that division. They have a real home field advantage in the dog pound. The weather is bad. Baker Mayfield, I would think, has been humbled this season with everything he's dealt with. That team is equipped to run the football, play good defense. Their well coats are buttoned up. They don't beat themselves with dumb penalties and turnovers. If Baker Mayfield can accept his role and not try to be a hero, I like that team just like I like the Colts to possibly go on a deep playoff run. But for me, at the end of the day, if I'm putting my shekels on it, I'm going Chiefs because how could you bet against Mahomes and that defense? I can't believe I'm saying that, but that defense, the way they're playing – and we know Arrowhead as well is a big home field advantage when Andy Reid and the crew. So I would put my money on the Chiefs, but dark horses, I'd look at the Colts at those odds, and I'd look at the Browns at plus 1,900. I mean, that's pretty juicy to me. I mean, there's some tasty numbers here. I think I think it bears in mind for people tuning in, though, if you know you were to hear those odds, you'd be like, oh, those are huge odds. Well, yeah, it's. I think it's Vegas basically telling you it ain't happening, right? Like, right. this is not really a possibility. Um, and despite everything you said, I think you made good points on Cleveland. I don't know if I'm there on Cleveland. I'll give you one, and this is a tough one to gauge because I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs at this point because of how insane everything is. The number you gave me, because I'm largely leaning the Chiefs at plus 250. That's still over, slightly over 2-1. to one. I, I like taking that with a team that's probably going to host everything. I don't buy New England. I think the Colts will have their limitations because I think something will boil down to it being on to Carson Wentz, and I'm just not sure if I'm there on it. 
I don't trust Tennessee because we don't know when Derrick Henry is exactly going to be back. Yep. I think it's the team that plays the Chiefs the toughest. I think it's the team that could have beaten the Chiefs on Thursday. I'll take the Chargers as a wild card. If they're seated in the right spot, I mean, it's not insane to think that if they're in the right spot, they get the Chiefs in the second round if they can survive wild card weekend. And I know it's the Chiefs, it's the Chargers. One team chokes, the other team's won the Super Bowl. I get all that. But it's still, it comes down to matchups. And the Chargers present a lot of difficult matchups for a team like Kansas City. Now, again, it boils down to you saying, I trust the Chargers. I don't trust the Chiefs. So I don't blame people there. But I, I want to take Kansas City. The one I would tell you I'd be nervous about, though, if I was taking Kansas City, it would be the Chargers, depending on if they see KC in the second round, assuming they can get out of wild card weekend. Other than that, I don't think any of these odds are really worth betting a whole lot of money on. Um, but it'd be Chargers. But it's mainly the Chiefs for me win the AFC at plus 250. Where are we looking on the NFC? Or quickly uh, to end, we don't have much time, so we're going to talk uh, Super Bowls, a Super Bowl future on who's going to win it outright. I'll read the odds uh, out to you quickly. We have Tampa Bay at plus 460, Kansas City at plus 500, Green Bay at plus 550, the Rams at 1100, the Bills at plus 1100, the Patriots at plus 1100, the Cowboys at plus 1200, the Cardinals at plus 1300, Colts at plus 2100. Travis, I'll throw it over to you uh, start us off. Any of yeah. those that you like? I'll be quick. I'm going to go Green Bay at plus 650. I mean, look, they're going to have home field. Lambeau again. Mm-hmm. I don't see Brady going in there and beating Rodgers again in Lambeau. That's a tough, tall order there. Give me Green Bay at home to go to the Super Bowl at plus 650. And if they get there, Aaron Rodgers could absolutely win his second ring. Yeah, I like that pick, um, but I'm still going to take the fact that Rodgers is leaving Green Bay and uh, he will not get another ring. I'm going to give you the team that's dealing with COVID right now. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think the Rams have the third best odds of the NFC teams involved with that. And uh, I'm going to put the the shekels on the Rams being able to find some momentum, find some chemistry late in the season, and be able to go into Lambeau. Think about it last year with Goff as their quarterback in the snow – They only lost that game, I believe, by eight. So they were battling even with Jared Goff. They got a better quarterback now. Um, For them, it's about staying healthy. And if they can do that post this COVID outbreak, I think they'll be right there uh, in the running. Stafford Stafford beating Rodgers in Lambeau, bro? It's not like we haven't seen it before. Didn't he beat Uh, Aaron one time as a Detroit Lion in Lambeau? Oh, my God. Hey, it's crazy, and that's what the season provides, man. Everything we think is going to happen, it tends not to happen this year. So i got to go out on a limb, and I'll take good odds with the Rams. Good stuff there, Zach. Uh, You're going to be back because we're going to need some NFL award futures with you. Travis is going to tell us which player he thinks is going to win the Super Bowl. we got Christmas Day games to talk about, and we wrap it up next. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You're listening to Back to the Futures from BetQL. Love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.
The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on The Bet. Presented by BetMGM. Well, Chelsea, you just mentioned it. Way back in week six, the Raiders upset the Denver Broncos a mile high after Rich Bisaccia was named interim head coach. So, fact or fiction, Chelsea, you expect the firing of Urban Meyer will have a similar effect on the Jaguars. I think that the morale boost that they will get from Urban Meyer just leaving the premises, like it should be a good one. And the fact that he wasn't even playing their best players on the field, I think that should help as well because James Robinson is certainly happy that Urban Meyer is probably gone because he'll probably get some snaps now. Do I think they're going to go out and dominate the Texans? Probably not. They're a bad football team. But I think they'll look better automatically. Urban Meyer was a cancer. No question about it. And when you cut out a cancer, immediately things get better. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. We're all on this planet together, so join Odyssey and find your one thing. This holiday season, give the environment a gift by investing in some LED Christmas lights. LEDs last years longer than regular lights, which means less electronic waste over time. Also, LED Christmas lights are far more energy efficient, wasting less energy as heat, which means a smaller electric bill. And be sure to recycle old, inefficient Christmas lights at appropriate e-waste facilities. Join Odyssey, and together, each of us doing one thing makes a greener tomorrow. What's your one thing? A lot can happen in a day. A lot of... A lot of... And a lot of. Make any day a payday with the BetQL Day Pass. Unlock all of BetQL's proven data and analytics, five-star bets, and insider info for just one day so you can make better bets on whatever single day you want. No subscriptions, no strings, and all for less than five bucks. The BetQL Day Pass, exclusively from BetQL. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. All right, it's time to turn and burn. We've got a lot to get to here in our final segment on Back to the Futures, week 15 in the NFL. It's college football bowl season. we got a little NFL future awards to get to. Travis is going to tell you who he has as the NFL MVP. Uh, but let's start in the college football world. We're each going to give you a game that we're kind of keeping an eye on. And then we're also going to give you a gift. Back to the Futures here is all about giving back to the community. And we have come together and we have agreed the proper (coughs) gift for you, the listener of what it is. And we will tell you what that is here in just a second. Uh, Travis, I will allow you to start here. What is a game you're eyeing coming up within the next week before we're back with the guys uh, next week on Back to the Futures? What's the game you're eyeing 
this next week in the college football bowl landscape. I'm going to do a two-for-one special. I'm going to give you two games here. First, let's start in the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, okay? I know that is uh, tantalizing for everyone involved. Mizzou against Army. Now, Army, we know, coming off the loss to Navy, they're out here looking for revenge. They are four-point favorites, but I'm not telling you to lay the points, even though I think Army wins the game. No. What I'm doing, if you look at this total when it opens, Sprague, which is when I grabbed it, 60 and a half you got to be kidding me i'm taking under all day long in that game army can score but they don't score that much and mizzou stinks so to me i'm taking the under all day 60 and a half now i see it's been bet down 58 57 and a half and it could be coming down more by game time so go grab it now the other one i like the hawaii bowl hawaii at home taking on memphis Hawaii's eight and a half point underdogs. Are you kidding me? This is on Christmas Eve. You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to have a drink with an umbrella in it just for Hawaii. Give me Hawaii plus eight and a half, baby. Let's go in the Hawaii Bowl. Woo! Come on. So it should be noted uh, Travis is a selfish gift giver. I thought we were both <laughs> writing from Brandon and Travis. He wrote just from Travis. I love the under of 60 as well. Uh, no, Travis is right about this. Army loves to play in the under territory. We just yep. saw it in the Army-Navy game. And if you look at the line movement, this is a big tell for you. Line movement can be your friend sometimes. Yes. And right now, that opened at 60. It's already been bet down to 57 and a half, which makes me and I think Travis feel really good about giving you, the listeners, this gift of go take this and go play it as soon as you can get it, as high as you can get it. So I'll jump on that train with us. That's our gift from us to you. Uh, I'll jump on another college football game. I'm going to take UCF versus Florida. Uh, the Florida Gators are six-and-a-half-point favorites in a bowl game I don't know the name of because, honestly, some of these bowl games I couldn't care less about. I got you, bro. Take... It's the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh, any bowl game with a name like that, and what does it tell you? you got to take the dog, baby, because you know what? The Florida Gators have been awful this year. They got Dan Mullen fired. And yes. I don't really care if they quote unquote get up for this. They're just not that they're not that great of a team. <laughs> By the way, Zach's tell us the Tropicana Field Bowl. That's basically Gross. what that is. Nobody wants to play baseball there, let alone play football. Gross. I'll take UCF because I actually think UCF's gonna end up having more fans at this game. Yep. I'll take UCF plus the six and a half yeah. uh, all day. Because you know what? If you're betting bowl games, you might as well bet the dog. So give me the dog barking in that one. So uh, our two games here, uh, Travis and myself both give you the under of 60 in the Army-Mizzou game. I'm giving yep. you UCF plus six and a half against Florida in the, I don't know what the name of it, <laughs> I already forgot of it is, bowl game. And uh, Travis, what is the other one you're giving us again? Hawaii and the Hawaii, Hawaii. Bowl plus eight and a half against Memphis. Christmas Eve. That's there we go. Merry Christmas to Hawaii who gets to play at home in the bowl game. Uh, all right. Let's do this. Let's get to some Christmas games before we get right. to the uh, – before, Travis, you tell us who's going to win the big MVP award this year. Our Christmas Day games this year, we got Cleveland at Green Bay, at least for now. God, yes. God, please stop the COVID situation from happening. And Indianapolis at Arizona. So we got a nice little doubleheader on Christmas Day. Uh, we'll start – I got this uh, Green Bay minus 7.5 against the uh, Cleveland Browns. 
The yep. over-under is 45 and a half. Where would you lean on that one as a Christmas Day game? Well, listen, I'm all over Cleveland, all over them. Uh, I may get froggy and decide to leap on a money line, Browns. But Ooh. for now, I will take that seven and a half. I think this game could be one of those games that come down to a final possession. Obviously, Rodgers at home, you're going to always give him the nod. That's why I don't know if I'll be able to pull the trigger on a money liner. But I'm telling you, I said this last segment, I believe in this Cleveland team. I think they are going to win the division. I think they are built for the playoffs. And this is the kind of game they have got to win. You got to be able to go on the road against a, who we believe is a superior opponent and win the game. And they have to do it by running the football and playing good defense and trying to get Aaron Rodgers to make some mistakes. Uh, whether that happens or not remains to be seen, but I certainly have the utmost confidence that Cleveland will hang in this game. I like Cleveland plus the number and I'd be leaning an under in this game too. I see it opened at 45. That's kind of a low total, but I think this could be a low scoring defensive slobber knocker time of possession who turns the ball over more type of game. Give me Cleveland to cover that. Okay. I'm actually going to go uh, the other way on that regard. Like this open at green Bay minus the seven. It's already been up uh, bet up a half point as we talk about it on a Sunday night. Um, it's one to keep an eye on to see if this line's going to get a little higher the closer we get to kick time. Bear in mind, Cleveland and Vegas, as we record this, have yet to play. They'll have right. to do that tomorrow due to COVID and everything going on. So Cleveland's going to be on a short rest week going on the road in Lambeau. We don't really know what we're going to get from Baker. I'm actually going to take Green Bay minus the seven and a half. I, I think this is a good spot for them to they, – they probably should have covered against Baltimore. They didn't. Right. And I think this is a week. I like. I agree with you on the total. I'm going to bet the under of this one, but I think it's going to get really close to 45 and a half. I'm seeing a score in my mind when I think about this game, something like 30 to 13. Mm. I think Green Bay ultimately pulls away. They pummel the Browns, who turn the ball over, maybe uh, get stymied a little bit in the run game. And I think Green Bay is going to be able to move the ball against that Cleveland defense. You go away from Miles Garrett. Uh, and you really push the secondary of the Browns. I I'm going to take Green Bay minus the seven and a half, and I'll take the under of 45 and a half uh, as well. The second game, we got Arizona uh, hosting the Indianapolis Colts, who are playing great football. The Cards have lost two games in a row now, Travis. Yep. And uh, right now, this is interesting. This game opened with Cardinals as five point favorites. Yep. Right now, it's been bet down to two. The Cardinals as two point favorites, the over under. Uh, has dropped just a half a point from 49 at the open to 48 and a half. Where would you lean right now between Indy on the road and Arizona? Colts money line. I wouldn't even think twice about it. Uh, Arizona's falling apart, and this is a big spot for them. You know, this this feels like one of those, uh, you know what, or get off the pot moments for the Cardinals. Yeah, they, it really this does. Is, this is a must win for them because if you lose this game, uh, that team – that coaching staff, those players, those fans lose all confidence at yep. the worst time of the season as the playoffs are approaching because they're a playoff team regardless. But uh, that team will start to second-guess themselves if they haven't already. So, meanwhile, you know, juxtaposed to that, you have the Colts who are kicking everyone's ass right now. So, to me, uh, it's a must-win for the Cardinals. I think they will be scrappy. They will fight in this game. I'm not going to touch any points. I'm just taking the Colts to win outright money line. I think they will. 
I think they're a better team, and they're playing better right now. Uh, I'm taking the Colts to win that game on the money line in Arizona. Yeah, I think uh, I have like a general principle rule, though. If you have a team, especially a dog that you like, and they're they're sub three points, yep. I think you're better off taking a money line bet than you are taking some points like that. I don't care how weird it can get. So I'm going to actually I'm going to jump on that train with you, my man. I love the yeah. way the Colts are playing. Jonathan Taylor in the MVP conversation. Yep. And uh, I really like what their defense is doing. And, and Detroit showed us some stuff today against Arizona. I expect some points to be scored, so I actually bet the over in this one. But uh, I'm going to take Indianapolis on the money line. I'll, I'll, I'll jump on that train with you. Now, before we wrap it up, I yep. will allow the floor of yours because you kept telling me all pre-show, <laughs> oh, the MVP. I yeah. know who the MVP is going to be. It's going to yes. be this guy. Yes. You tell us who is the MVP right now in the NFL. Uh, before you do that, Zach, can you give us updated MVP odds? you have those in front of you or do you need to pull them up i do so right now when we're looking at the mvp tom brady he's the favorite at minus wow. 175 you have aaron Rodgers. he's looking at second right now with a uh, pretty juicy odds at plus 500 you also wow. have kyler murray at plus a thousand patrick mahomes plus 1200 you have jonathan taylor sitting at plus 1500 so a lot of what? appealing options wow yeah Wow. Oh, here okay. we go again, okay. Sprague. So, so, Travis, there's the odds. Now oh. I will allow you to tell us who is the MVP right now. Here we go again with my greed, bro. I mean, I hear those numbers on Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. For me, it's Aaron Rodgers at plus 500. I love that Brady's a favorite because I still get good odds with Rodgers getting his back-to-back MVP, which is exactly what's going to happen. Rodgers is going to win this. For my vote, I have Rodgers one, Brady two, Taylor three. I think Rodgers wins his second MVP back to back. Assuming health stays as is, right? Knock on Correct. wood. I don't want to see any of these dudes get hurt. Correct. I think the NFL is begging the football gods to get Tom Brady to the finish line. I think they want nothing more than to hand the 44 year old the MVP trophy so yep. they can not only play into the narrative, but, you know, Tom's been great for their brand. I think it would be a final like thank you from the league because how many years does he really have left? And I think the odds saying what they are right now, minus 175 and second best odds is plus 500. I think the NF, I think the Vegas odds makers are kind of lining up with that. I don't, I don't hate your pick of Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think the NFL wants to hand that dude a trophy after <laughs> everything that's gone on with the COVID comments and whatnot. Yeah. So I would actually scratch him off. If anything, I take JT's odds, uh, Jonathan Taylor at plus 1500 before I take Rodgers. But I think hmm. this award is largely going to be uh tom brady's that's gonna do it for us look at that it always flies by doesn't it Sprague, what do you think rogers uh mvp speech will be hey thank you all i want to thank my teammates and the packers nation i am immunized good night uh, i think he shouts out i think i think you're right i think except i think he shouts out joe rogan in that, that uh, thank you speech his doctor um all right real quick travis what cookies do you leave out for santa tell tell the audience what cookies do you uh, leave out? Uh, all of them because I eat them. I tell my kids there is no damn Santa Claus. Daddy works hard and gets all these presents. Give me all the cookies and the milk. Well, that's, that's very selfish. I leave out chocolate chip, and I wish you all a happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Back to the features next week on the BetQL Network. I guess you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. Travis Thomas and Brandon Sprague on Back to the Futures from BetQL.